Acts 2, verses 43 through 47. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and gracious hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Good morning. The church. What is the church? Growing up, it was glad to be in the house of the Lord. I've come to church. It's this place. It's this this building. What is the church? Is it this building? The Bible tells us that it's the people. The biblical understanding of church is uh, us, you, me, we are the body of Christ. We are the church. In the Greek, church is ecclesia, which means a gathering or a called out assembly of believers. This gathering of people, the church. Here in the book of Acts chapter 2 is the foundation. It is the start of what we know as the church. Yes, they were meeting in in synagogues along the way. Yes, Jesus was teaching in and out uh, in the wilderness and on side of mountains and everywhere, but there wasn't this building yet. This was the church. As we know in Matthew, Jesus told Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. So when we look at the book of Acts, Chapter 2, Pentecost has come. The Holy Spirit has shown up, coming like a violent wind, like fire. New tongues have been spoken. New life has begun. The Spirit is no respecter of persons. It didn't care what they looked like, what ethnicity they was, who they loved, their sexual. It didn't matter. Because now was the next step in the evolution of the Christian church. The Holy Spirit has come. Power has fallen upon all of us. The very gift promised from the Son now courses through our veins. The church. Here in Acts, we have Peter who gives what some uh, theologians and scholars would say his first sermon. He preaches to the people after The spirit has come. He hushes the naysayers. Oh, they're just drunk. Ma, they're not drunk. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. They didn't put Bailey's in their coffee this morning. This is the spirit. It's new. It's fresh. It's eye-opening. It's amazing. It's, it's, It's something we've never seen before. And what does Peter do through the text? He lets them remember. He tells them the story of Jesus. This Jesus of Nazareth who has come, whom you crucified, whom you killed, 
whom rose from the dead with all power, who told us that the, the, the gift of the Spirit would come, and it has come. It is you who did this. And the text tells us the people cried out, brother, what do we do? And he says, you repent and you be baptized on this day. When you look through the history of the biblical text and the church, this was probably the largest gathering of people to be baptized. It was a conversion. These people were cut to the heart. Some say the text say they were cut to the heart after Peter's sermon. He preached so good that they said we have to do things differently. What can we do, brother? How can we be saved? How can we be forgiven? And they were baptized. And they became one in the body of Christ, the church. So in verses 43 through 47, we read, and it starts out, the, the awe came upon everyone. What is this awe that we speak of? This recognition that God is performing an amazing work, this awe came upon the people. Because many signs and wonders were being done. Healing of the sick giving sight to the blind, restoring hope where there is for the hopeless, mending the hearts of the brokenhearted. Signs and wonders were happening. It was something they had never seen before, the church. It goes on to tell us that all who believe were together. They came in one place. Again, it still doesn't tell us that they came under one roof. But they all came to one place. Church, we are in a post-COVID world where COVID isolated us into our homes. Yes, for safety. Yes, for protection. But from a church standpoint, it separated us. It put us on an island alone. And some of us got comfortable there. Well, this is the way things are going to be. Let me, let me turn on my Zoom. Let me stream in my service. But church, I'm here to tell you that being a believer of Christ is not an isolated thing. It is not a, I'm on this island alone and I will serve the Lord. I'm stating my claim here on the island of one. That's not even biblical. That's not even Christ-like. The church was about community. It was about coming together. It was about being as one, serving the Lord Jesus Christ, celebrating all that he had done and continued to do. And yet some of us, we got comfortable Right. We we did. We got comfortable. Oh, I don't have to dress up. I don't have to put on my Sunday's best. I can go in front of the television in my PJs. I can slide in there under my slippers. Right. All the convenient things we got to do. But when I look at this model of 
the church. They too were comfortable. They too were joyous. They too came up in their slippers too, I'm sure. But they did it together. They did it as one. Because this was that rock to which the Lord had planted, to which he had prophesied so long ago. In my spiritual imagination, I wonder if Peter really knew what that meant. Upon this rock, I will build my church. I wonder if Peter really knew that he would be the one to preach the first sermon of what we deem the church. I wonder if Peter really knew the significance of of following Jesus in the ways that he did, denying him three times, the Lord bringing him back into the fold, Peter had a very slick mouth at times, but as do we, amen, and yet the Lord still used him, and the promise still came to pass. And the Bible tells us that they came into this space, and they gave all their possessions. They gave everything that they had for the collective. If one person needed something, They had it. No one went without. Now, I know some of us today is like, now, Lord, listen, I'm not giving all my good things. You bless me with so much. But when it comes to being the body of Christ and calling ourselves the church, we come with outstretched arms. For all those who come into this place, they will feel at home. They will feel apart. They will feel community. They will feel love. They will feel forgiveness, right? Because it didn't matter what they had done. They had been baptized. They had repented. They had turned from their wicked ways. There was a new presence The Holy Spirit had come, so there was a a new awakening. There was a new life being given to the church. You and me represent this same body. This same body where awestruck wonder takes place. This same body, and in this text, we, we see in this same body baptism. We just had one this morning. We're going to move into communion where they broke bread, the Bible says. They went in and out of each other's homes laughing and conversing and communing and celebrating and probably lamenting and and probably uh, uh, doing a, a number of things that we do when we come together with each other. They were being the church. No one went hungry. I love that part of the text. They broke bread together. If Pastor Elaine had it and I needed it, I could go get it. If if, if Judy had something or was in need, she could come and we could give it. Because that was being a child of God. That was living and allowing the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does. Bring new life. 
bring new joy, bring new hopes, gives new sight to what it means to be the church, village. Inventory check, are we the church? Some said yes. Listen, you can answer on the inside. That wasn't a, I'm not trying to put anyone on blast this morning, okay? You can, you can say it on the inside. I am the church. Because I know for me, the moment I stepped into this space, I was home. I was in the church. I was a part of the body of believers. I was a part of the gathering. Because that's what the spirit does. It opens the heart. It makes space. It makes room. It didn't matter if my skin was a little darker hue than the next. That's still my brother. That's still my sister. That, 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 that's still a child of God who, who is loved and cared for just like me. Right? That's the church. That's who we've been called to be. This is the establishment of the foundation of what it means to call ourselves Christians. Because believe it or not, they didn't even have that term. In the biblical days, there wasn't a Christian. We were Jesus followers. Because on this rock, <laughs> he built his church. The Bible tells us that day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with gladness and, and, and uh, uh, generous hearts. They praised God in having the goodwill of the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their numbers those who were being saved. Take a walk with me in, the moment, in this moment. If you were a bystander walking by and you saw this lavish party, because that's what I believe it was. It was a, a lavish getting together of the people. I'm sure there was music and there was laughter and there was probably some crying over here. But there was some encouragement being given. There was preaching and teaching. There was all of these things. I'm sure they were speaking in tongues. I'm sure they were doing all of these things. And so if I'm a bystander now, what is going on over there? I need to go see what that is. Who are these people? That's the church. That was the church. And the Bible tells us that day by day, people were coming to be saved and to be baptized and to be a part of this gathering of people. Village, I, I stand here believing that we too are the church. We are these body of believers. That no matter who walks through these doors, they feel loved. <laughs> they feel welcomed. They feel the spirit of God dwelling in and out of this place. Because when we come together, anytime we come together in this place, the Lord is yet in the midst. Amen. Anytime that we gather, we are in awestruck wonder of what God has done in each other's lives. Amen. New births of little ones. 
promotions and transitions for some. New, new uh, uh, homes that we get to celebrate with, with family. Because this is being the church. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty in this place. There is liberty amongst each of us. Because we are the church. And when we operate and when we move as this body of the church, not this building, because again, if COVID showed us anything, this does not matter. If these walls came a tumbling down now, what would we do? Where would we go? We would still be the church. If we had to be in the parking lot on Sunday mornings giving God praise, we would yet still be the church. I'm grateful that the biblical text doesn't give us this building that they lock them into. I'm grateful for that. Because that didn't matter. That, that didn't matter. It didn't matter who had the deed. It didn't matter who came to unlock the door. Up, oh, they not here, so we got to wait in the parking lot for 15 minutes. That didn't matter. That looks like a nice shade tree over there. I think, I think, I think that's a good place, if any, to, to set up a church, right? This is what it was like to be the church. Now we are in this space that we call building church. But I, all, I, ne I just don't want us to get so attached to that thing that we forget that we collectively are the church. We collectively make this thing go. We collectively allow people to see Jesus on the earth. We collectively help push back all evil and, and, and all those things because we're praying people. We're believing people. We're hopeful people. In the midst of whatever, we, 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 we're trusting people. And when, we, and when we fall short and when we need some help, we can look to our left and we can look to our right and we can say, I have a shoulder that will lift me up. I have a friend who will go down in the trenches with me. I have somebody who will pray for me. Come on, that's the church. I have somebody who will help meet my needs. And if they can't, they will show me and point me in the right direction. Because this is what it means to be the church. And so as I close, Village, we're the church. Let's live into that thing of being the church even more. Pentecost Sunday has happened. New life has begun. And as we move into this ordinary time in the Christian liturgical calendar, what does new life look like? What does being the church look like for us? 
Let's lean and trust in that. That as long as Jesus is the way, as long as we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, we will be the church.